Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome to episode 15 of the Inbound Sales Journey. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Herman, joined by Gray McKenzie. And in this season, we're doing something a little bit different. We are talking about and addressing common objections that we hear when selling inbound services uh, at your agency. So this should be good practical nuggets uh, that you can take away, probably some objections that you've heard before. If you haven't heard them already, I'm sure you will in the future. Um, And we are going to address those. The one that we're going to be talking about today is the objection, what do I actually get for the price tag? So people trying to figure out for what I'm paying you for, what am I actually going to get? And then also to piggyback off that as well, the you're too expensive uh, statement, people trying to figure out why am I being charged so much for what you guys are providing? You seem to have higher prices than maybe some other agencies out there. Not sure why that is. Um, In the last episode, We talked a little bit about why your agency might be the best fit. If you guys um, have uh, come across that one, feel free to head back there. But today we're going to be talking more about value and the value that you're providing. So, um, Gray, I think uh, we'll just dive right into this one. Do you want to give your answer or talk about how you tackle this question? For sure. So I'm going to take – there are kind of three questions or three, I guess, potential scenarios here that I'm going to tackle in order of ease of answering. The first one is if someone says you're too expensive, you are, and they don't have the budget, that's pretty straightforward. You can ask questions about why they don't have it. But if if that's the truth, if they don't have the budget, that's an easy situation. Walk away from that. Um, over on Inbound Agency Journey, um, one of our other podcasts here at Do Inbound, we've talked with agency owners who have just continued to hit on the point of don't go down and do the work uh, below your standards. Don't go work for a client who's willing to pay $2,000 a month when your packages start at $3,000 a month. Mike Lieberman from Square Two on the podcast and again reiterated at Inbound, uh, whatever you're charging today, you should bump that up by $1,000. Um, your prices should be going up and your service offering should match that. So that's the easiest one. The next one, if you're too you're too expensive, so they have the budget, they just you're more expensive than the competitors. Ryan, I'm going to save this one for you, but the quick point would just be you're only too expensive if it's not worth it to them. So if they're saying that, you've not proven the value yet. Um, and then number three, which is I, I'd say a, a, a probably a sizable variation of this, but what do I actually get for that price tag? So I'm paying you eight thousand dollars per month. But what am I getting for that? So let's start again by answering this uh, based on the easiest kind of ways to do this. First of all, um, hope this this is dependent. This is the caveat is this is dependent on the conversations you've had at this point. So I would be asking questions about what they are not understanding right now. And I wouldn't phrase it like that. Um, but can we be more specific than what am I getting for that price tag? Uh, if you are an agency who's implemented either a points-based um, or some value metric-based pricing system, and you can look at guys like Paul Ratzer at PR2020, uh, Jeff White at Kula Partners, for examples of folks who've implemented this uh, type of pricing where it becomes an easier conversation, 
or you're running a deliverables-based pricing model where you say you're getting X number of blog posts, X number of emails, uh, X number of hours of whatever it is. You can you can dig into that and go into that because that's a very clear. Here is what the pricing um, is built on. But even if you're in those situations, you don't have guaranteed results to this, and that's a question that that will address kind of that objection later on. But I would just dive into how does life really work. So we've discussed this plan of attack, and you said that you agreed with it, correct? And I've shown you how it's helped other companies achieve their goals, right? And if that achieves your goals, it's well worth this inve- this investment. Is that right? So we've already talked about your goals. We've established those. We've established a plan of attack uh, to achieve those goals. And you said that you were bought into that, right? Um, if this works, like, is that is the investment that I'm asking you to make to achieve those goals not worth it? And if that's the case, this is a really simple okay, we can't work together then um, or we shouldn't be working together then. But if it is well worth it and they agree with that, um, then you're really trying to make this conversation about value and not about tactics. You're trying to make it about the high level. Here's what we're implementing to help you achieve your goals. And uh, the reality is that if this was guaranteed, I would be charging you 10 times as much. You are getting – what's happening in this situation is you're getting a discount for the risk, and that's how every serious investment uh, is made. Is there's always some level of risk, and the lower the level of risk, the higher the price of the investment. So there's some level of risk. We may not hit your goals, uh, but if you believe that this is the best strategy for achieving your goals, um, then then why would you not go forward with this? So I think what you're trying to figure out is if we achieve your goals, and I've laid out a plan that you believe in. And I'm asking you to pay X amount of dollars. Are you not willing to pay X amount of dollars to achieve those goals? That's a clear no. Otherwise, what we're trying to do is shift this towards uh, the conversation around does the plan – if they're saying, what do I actually get for that price tag? You haven't laid out the plan in clear enough detail yet. So here are the things that we're going to be implementing to get you to your goals. Now, the reality of inbound is I don't know today if we're starting in month number one – I don't know exactly what it's going to take to achieve all of your goals. I've got great baselines based on case studies, and those are obviously clutch to have. Uh, but really, it comes down to a strong and clarified plan. And this is one of the reasons that at Guava Box, um, what we've gone to and what we're training agencies to do at Do Inbound now is to build an inbound marketing game plan. And so you're uncovering a lot of this stuff. You're building a plan together that they're going to be bought into. And so this has not come up. Uh, this used to come up all the time when we were trying to sell a 12-month partnership agreement with people right away. And to say that I know today what the best thing to deliver to you in month 11 is, uh, that's really hard to say that you know I, I can't honestly say that I know that plan. So we may be shifting our tactics as we go, which is where they're asking that question. Uh, the game plan allows us to go through a lot of this process and build a plan together that they're bought into that's a lot more in-depth and based on facts and reality um, and allows us to continue building that relationship to address this earlier on. So those those are some of the ways that I would answer it. Ryan, I feel like that wasn't super concise, um, but just kind of the way that my mind works. Uh, anything that you'd add to that or how do you address kind of the expensive, uh, the price tag is higher than I was expecting objection? 
Yeah, well, a couple of things <clears throat> that I like that you were saying. Um, again, the concept of mini closes as you went through that script a little bit there. We talked a lot about those in the last episode. So if you're unsure what a mini close is, uh, go back and you can listen to more in detail, talk about it there. But, um, you know, one thing, and this was a transition for me, I went from selling a product, which was a house where value was pretty easy to see. You had uh, uh, comparable houses on the market, uh, different school districts. You could kind of tie value into some real, real good tangible things. And so when you're selling a service like Inbound, it becomes a little bit more vague as to where the value really lies. There is more of a risk element to it. And this is why I love the game plan, having the game plan as well, um, because that outlines clearly what they're going to be getting for the money. And we are saying for $5,000, here is a very tangible um, document that we can go through. You show exactly what you're getting so they feel comfortable, they feel confident. We have the time to build that trust. That really makes this... Um, this objection much easier to overcome than going right for the 12 month retainer off the bat. If you guys want to know more about uh, the game plan, we talk about it uh, a lot, uh, pretty in depth in, in season one. So you can go back if you want to see like the elements of that, what we're talking about when we're talking about a game plan, um, go check that out. But one thing I, I wanted to talk about when it, especially when it comes to price, um, there's a simple question that I usually ask people around this time when they bring up prices and objection, maybe we're priced higher than, um, you know, another agency out there. And, and I talk a lot about, you know what, we're not the, the cheapest agency to work with, you know, that if you want the absolute cheapest agency to work with, it, it's not us. We're not going to be a good fit. But the question I always ask them, do you, do you make your purchasing decisions either for your company or just personally based solely on price or do you make them on value? And I think if you can relate it to, you know, what kind of car do you drive? You drive the cheapest car ever or do you drive, like I drive a Honda Accord, not the cheapest, but it's super reliable. And I really, you know, that's why I invested a little bit more money when I could have bought something that, that was cheaper. Same kind of thing comes with any sort of investment. Typically, the cheapest thing is not going to be the best thing and not going to be the most rewarding thing. Um, so I talk to them and really tie it back to value. The value of what we provide is well worth this investment. Um but we're not going to be the cheapest. And I'm just very upfront about that. And people usually respond pretty well when I take it away from just a price thing and bring it and relate it really to, to overall value uh, of what we've done in the past. Again, going to case studies, you know, um, just, just really tying it more to the value. Does that make sense, Gray? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's a good analogy, Ryan. I think whatever you can do to help kind of bring them back to, um, the value, like this has to be focused around the value. And so ultimately this objection is arising because you haven't yet proven either you haven't laid out the clear plan or you haven't proven that the plan is actually going to work um, or has a higher likelihood than the other plans that they have than their alternatives. And I guess that's maybe one more thing that I'd bring up there is, um, and this may or may not be depending on the situation and the time to ask it, but um, what is the alternative? So here's a good time. If you've already asked the questions about what happens if you achieve your goals, what happens if you don't achieve, you know, the consequences of them not achieving their goals. Here's the alternative. Uh, it's inaction. And so what does that cost? If you don't choose to do something, um, what is the real price tag of that? And so it's, Sorry, Ryan, go ahead. Did you want to jump in with something else? Yeah. Well, one thing, if someone's asking you this question, you, you, 
probably got ahead of yourself uh, is just one thing that, that I'm thinking. It, if they're asking this question, the root of what they're really asking is, you just gave me a price and I really am unclear on like what it is that we're going to get from this. And that I think this is an indication if I get this that I I skipped forward too far ahead too quickly. Um, and I think that's kind of what you were saying as well, Gray. The process wasn't explained. The value wasn't communicated early on enough before you said, "Hey, here's the price. This is where you know where we're priced at." And and that's really the the root of it. So digging back into, okay, you know, let's take a step back. Make sure that you're clear with the process uh, and and understand that's how you're going to show value. If you just go into talk asking them about value and things but you haven't clearly communicated the process how things work um and 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 shown them that the value is there talking about price versus value you know cheap versus value or being the cheapest option versus the the highest value option isn't going to be as powerful um so sometimes when i when you first hear this objection maybe take a step back in your mind and say have i been clear in, in in communicating this Right. I think that typically is the situation that happens here. And sometimes what happens, especially to folks who are early on selling this, and I know this, it happened to me. I've talked to a number of people who it happens to is you're in a hurry to try and qualify. You want to know that they have the budget and you start throwing out numbers before um, you haven't done a good job of either qualifying or laying out a plan. And you kind of hit that awkward middle ground in no man's land where you've throwing out some numbers, but you haven't really completely qualified. And so I think it really goes back to one of the things that we hit on last time, which is you need to have a defined sales process and a, and a strong sales system that you're going to stick to and take people through because ultimately that's what's going to lead to the best results here. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash sales journey. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash sales journey. Today's show was brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash sales course. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes and subscribe, and make sure to leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.